Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? I don't know. What? Pumpkin pie. 3.1415. It's spoon power. <laughs> <laughs> digits of pi do you know uh just nine oh, okay yeah can't make it that far but i Hold think on. oh nice she's already up to 21 yeah i, I can i know 21 i got oh. bored in my seventh grade math class mm. and she had the first 21 digits of pi mm. up like on the wall and where i sat it was like right there so i spent a lot of time just staring at it trying to entertain myself i was bored in fourth grade and my teacher had the alphabet in cursive Ooh. up on the board and so that's why i can say the alphabet backwards nice at age 29 i have <laughs> this is gonna be the kind of person that i am i would never drive drunk it's important that we all know this oh yeah <laughs> i would never do it but I have practiced saying the alphabet backwards because I'm like, what if I get pulled over for drunk driving and I'm sober, but I can't do it because it's hard. So I've, I've practiced doing the like Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, like it's yeah. a whole thing. S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A. This is Spoop Hour, a podcast that teaches you practical things like digits of pi and how to recite the alphabet backwards. We are a paranormal comedy podcast. We sure are. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. Courtney, before we move forward, <gasps> you had a birthday earlier this month. It took me a while to actually get you your present because we record two episodes at a time. Yay! Well, we've been recording two yeah. episodes at a time. I was gone for most and of the And then month. also remotely... Yeah. And I, we met up for your birthday last weekend, and I left a bag of cupcakes and your birthday present <laughs> at home because it was downpouring rain, and I was like, I need to grab this umbrella, and I didn't yeah, grab the then, bag. Yeah. It's 6.30 p.m. on a Friday, and we haven't had dinner. No, but we do have a snack. <laughs> we have a snack. All right. You want to pop one of these bad boys in your mouth yes, sight unseen, or do you want me to tell you what it is now? I will pop it in my mouth sight unseen, and you should also open your birthday Okay, present. I will do that. What do you taste, Sasha? Cinnamon? Interesting. I haven't had one yet, so I don't actually know what they taste like. They were an impulse buy at Harris Teeter. Caramel apple? They are pu- spice, spice pumpkin, pumpkin pie oh. in dark chocolate chocolate pieces. So they're like non-name yeah. brand M&M's. The name brand in this case is Little Secrets. This is delicious. The secret is it's pie. <laughs> oh my God. Presents, Thank presents, you. presents. Thank you for presents. <gasps> stickers. Oh, these are so cute. It's a bunch of MFM stickers. MFM being my favorite murder. I'm so sorry for using the link. Oh, it's so cute. <gasps> Aww. Oh, I'm going to stick these on so many things. There's Thank so many you. options. I know. And then... <gasps> Spooky cryptid babies. Oh, look how fluffy Mothman is. Yeah, I really like this artist's design. Oh. This is Mackenzie Lemoyne. Yes. Designs on Etsy. Oh, for the soft and spoopy. Oh my god, how have we not... She- yeah, I told her about our podcast, so Mackenzie, if you're listening, thank you so much. Everything is so her cute, stuff Mackenzie. Is, like, very cute, but also very much our interests. Yes. Because if you just search cryptids or Mothman or Koopa, uh, what Chupacabra or really anything <laughs> on um, 
there's all different kinds of cryptids. It's but so cute. I found her on Etsy by oh, just searching cryptid names. I love it. This and is then adorable. I realized Thank that you. she does a lot of my favorite, my favorite murder. Stuff. So I was like, okay, this cryptids are my favorite murder. Cryptids are my favorite murder. And I, I, know, I know what I can get her for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I know that two weeks ago for us, last week for mm-hmm. you listeners, I made the terrible revelation to you that I didn't like Letterkenny. Yeah. I will say I really liked the idea of a super soft birthday. Yeah. So the fact that these are soft and spoopy designs, that's like my wheelhouse. My hope in the future, maybe when I turn 30, is mm. I'll have a super soft birthday next year. If only you knew someone who likes throwing theme parties. Ooh. Do I? I'm I pointing mean, at Courtney. <laughs> I can't think of anybody. You're right. The cinnamon does come through. There's almost a little zest to these. Yeah. They're kind of spicy. They're spicy yeah. chocolate, which is good. Yes. Like Mexican co- Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this kind of tastes like Mexican hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because I was talking about how this isn't a food podcast, but what might be is the fact that we have a Patreon. We do. From here on in, I'm going to try really hard to remember To that, plug it. <laughs> well, one, to but, plug it. Shout out our patrons. Yes. Shout out our patrons. And two, put the link in the episode description. So if you look on last week's episode, you look on this week's episode, it'll be a link. I think it's just like patreon.com slash spoof hour. It's something super obvious like that. Check it out. For as little as a dollar a month, you're going to get a sticker. For as little as $3 a month, you're going to start accessing bonus content, which is going to be stuff like us trying snacks, us going places and doing things, us doing dumb little videos, us, I don't know, doing non-crimes, stuff like that. So maybe check it out if you have the means to do so. We'd love to spend your money. Your money will go towards our hosting fees and for snacks. So as ever, I would like to shout out our patrons who are James, Maureen, Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to support my own podcast. But mostly because Courtney does a lot of work and I just show up. And I'm like, I should probably I feel chip ba- in. See, now that you do it, I, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, should I chip in? And then no. I'm like, I mean, technically, you- I pay out of pocket for this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if anything, um, I need to up my monthly donation. No, you're fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. I, what, we owed some people some stickers because mm. someone sent us a Smithfield ham selfie. It's amazing. I love it. We retweeted it on the Twitter account. You yeah, are amazing. I, was, I like screamed and like un- when I unlocked my phone, I tw- texted me and we were like, Smithfield ham! I was like, Sasha, Sasha, it's happened. Smithfield ham, it's happening. Uh, oh my yes, this God. is Margaret. Margaret, you're the real MVP. And shout out to Margaret's friend, Jen, for listening to this podcast and telling people about it. Yes. Jen, you are also the real MVP. But Margaret is better than all of you because she sent me a picture with a Smithfield ham. Well, and what I love is that Margaret hadn't listened to that particular episode, <laughs> but knew that we were soliciting photos yes. of Smithfield hams and figured, yeah, why not? Because we didn't, we didn't shut up about it for like four episodes because yeah. people kept not sending us Smithfield ham selfies. So, Margaret... If Margaret can do it... Why can't you? Why can't you? (laughs) Yeah, guys. And now we're mad at all of you. Yeah. (laughs) And then we got a message the other day from Rebecca, Mm -hmm. who heard our Canadian episode and... Canadian spoof episode from what, last week, right? Yes. And was not horribly... No, she wasn't like, you guys are essentially Canadian racist. (laughs) (laughs) But... Mar- uh, Rebecca is sending us Canadian cookies. She is. I'm really, really excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, Sasha, is it weird if we accept her offer of sending us Mr. Christie's cookies? Absolutely not. And Sasha not. said no. So <laughs> I did put in a caveat. Thank you for not judging me, Rebecca. I put in the caveat. Please don't tamper with the packaging. <laughs> Please don't poison me. Please don't us. poison me. <laughs> Although that would make a really fun episode. It would. It would like, us laying on the floor slow, with food poisoning. Slow, slowly like disintegrating into. <laughs> Courtney, why are you still? 
still eating the cookies. I know they're poison, but they're also good. Actually, have we recorded since I got really sick? No. I still can't figure out if it was a 24-hour stomach bug or, or if I got food poisoning from something I ate. Oh, gosh. The food poisoning could have come from KFC. Uh-oh. It could have come from my high school's tailgate. <laughs> it could have come from... Are you a raccoon? Trader Joe's. It could have come from... The 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 garbage out behind the Popeyes. Yes, and then it could have also come from just like the concession stands at the football game. Friday night, I ha- started developing a migraine, and we stayed for the halftime show because I desperately wanted to see the show. I passed out on the couch playing video games. Woke up at midnight, sort of sitting up, still migrainey, nauseous. Mm. Got up, went, lost my guts, and then. Eventually fell asleep. It was that weird, like, twilight, like, you're sick and you just kept getting up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And then finally I gave up after, like, five hours of sleeping. At 10 a.m. I made the executive decision, I want to still go to the pumpkin patch today. Oh, and then no. I went to the pumpkin patch and took my cute photos. I started, like, leaning forward Uh-oh. and, like, grabbed the counter. And then my eyes started, like, tunnel visioning, like, the black you know, closing in on me. Not and to then, tell you your business, but maybe if we're sick, we maybe don't go to a pumpkin well, patch. Well, so then I felt better. And then I passed out on my couch for many hours, and then I ate some soup, and then I slept for 17 hours. The spooky thing that happened to me the other week was I didn't realize I was as sick as I was. Um, (laughs) All of that was happening, and I went to work, mm -hmm. and my department chair sent me home immediately after and was like, okay, you came to the meeting, all right, go home. And then I took another really big long nap, and I woke up on my 29th birthday the next day and was like, maybe I can eat solid food today. And I did, and it was a good birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Anything spooky happened to you since we last recorded? Well, since we last recorded, I did a, I visited my mom, we went to San Francisco and Napa, and we went to the Winchester Mystery House and did a tour of that. Which, Which I'm, like, really jealous of. It was really cool. Like, if you like antique shit, it was mostly that. It wasn't the spookiest tour because we went during the day. And the guy did tell us one ghost story, and he kind of talked like Squidward. But he did a great job, and he put up with a lot of shit from our group. So, respect for that man. Yeah. Nothing but respect for that man. Don't go to things drunk unless they explicitly say you're welcome to be drunk here. Yeah, and then if you're going to be drunk, don't touch it. And if... If you're gonna, in, in an antique house where they explicitly say don't touch shit. Yeah. And if you're going to bring children under the age of two, also instruct them not to touch shit. They don't get to touch shit just because they're two. It's still an antique house. Yeah. They still have hand oils. I, I feel like the Winchester Mystery House, like, the story of it is kind of spooky, but I feel like the house itself is just weird to look at. I think, right? uh, genuinely, my theory of it is that she was a lonely old woman who, her husband died when she was pretty young, and mm-hmm. then her... She had one child who died very shortly after childbirth. And I think she was just a lonely, sad old lady who had terrible mm-hmm. arthritis. So she couldn't garden, which she clearly loved, but she couldn't garden anymore because she had arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so instead, she was like, yeah, I could build a house in the same <laughs> way that like, you ever just go like, I want a new hobby. And then you like pick something and you're like, it's going to be that for me. It's like, I'm about to start getting into carving rubber stamps. Mm-hmm. I think she just did that. Yeah, this and is her but, hobby. But her thing was Adding building her a house. house. <laughs> and like some of the stuff, you can kind of see the logic behind it because one of the doors to nowhere, which is a door that opens to a place where there's no floor, it drops into the laundry room sink in the basement. And I'm like, if I'm a rich old lady and I'm in my bedroom and I have taken my clothes off and I want them washed, 
This is essentially a laundry chute for a woman who's not good at designing houses. Yeah. You open the door, you dump it, it lands in the laundry room sink. Yeah. And then one of the other doors to nowhere opens out onto nothing and you walk off of the second floor and crash on the patio below, I guess. I don't know. I think you just die. Anyway. That that's, was just, that's just poor design. That's just poor design. And part of it honestly could be like... This is like a window, but we're going to get more air. It could be, oh, eventually we're going to put rooms and stuff there. We'll just put the yeah. door in now. Or eventually we're going to build a deck. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't build the deck because you're not very good at building houses. You see that a lot with like townhouses in this area. So we went to the Winchester Mystery House and then we went on a really terrible ghost tour mm. in Napa. I don't. I don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to put them on blast. I don't want people to go to their thing and be dicks about it. It was just not good. And like, they're really aggressive with people who leave them negative reviews on Yelp because they brought up the negative reviews that they have on Yelp like four times over the course of this hour and a half long tour. I mean, that's too many times. However, if you are going to Napa and you thought about going on a ghost tour, maybe DM Courtney yeah, if you're, <laughs> and if, find out. If you're genuinely like, ooh, I want to go on a ghost tour in Napa, DM me and tell me which one you're thinking about and I will tell you if it's this one <laughs> or if it's run by the same people. But basically, they are two people who have wholeheartedly embraced their own bullshit. Because like... <laughs> Almost all of the ghost tours that I have been on to this point, almost and all of them. you've been to a lot of I'm, them. At this point, I've been to quite a few. Yeah. It's become my new hobby, like building a house or gardening or whatever. Rubber stamps. Rubber stamps <laughs> that I haven't done anything with. Most of them are run by people like me mm-hmm. or like you. So mm-hmm. either people who don't believe in ghosts but are interested in the stories yep. and are open to believing in them or people like you who do believe in ghosts but aren't like, oh my God, everything's a ghost. Look a out. Ghost. Oh, it's yeah. a ghost. You can see it in the wind. Like... So, and I think that's almost necessary because, like, it was supposed to be a two-hour walking tour. Over the course of two hours, we started in front of the Napa Courthouse. Yeah. We walked about ten feet to this weird little pole thing that didn't have a ghost story or anything. They were just telling us about it, which was fine. History. Yeah, sure. Then we went across the street, and then they told us, like, this is an old building. Look, it's made out of metal. And we're like, oh, cool. It's magnetic. Then we crossed the street and went back to the courthouse And we were in front of the courthouse for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then we turned the corner to the other side of the courthouse and we were there for the rest of the tour. So it's less a walking tour, more a standing and sitting on cold stairs tour. So that's not great. And they also weren't good at storytelling. Like they, in the course of two hours, how many ghost stories do you think they told us? Over the course of two hours, I would anticipate at least eight or nine. Three. Good. Yep. Wow. Yep. Best (laughs) ghost tour in Napa. (laughs) They gave us all dowsing rods and like the electronic pulse readers, but then they didn't really let us use them. They were like, call out if you get a spike on your little EMF whatever. And so people would go, spike, and then they wouldn't do anything with it. So it's like, okay, cool, I guess. And then like, I'd do my dowsing rods and they'd be like, and this is the ghost of the judge who's here one of the three ghost stories. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I like pull out my dowsing rods and I'm like, I'm a chit chat with this judge. But then they started doing a different thing and chit chatting with the judge and like very obviously moving their dowsing rods by hand. Sure. To get it to say the things that they wanted it to say. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm not using my dowsing rods. So why do I have Have them them if you're not going to let me play with them? And like, Uh... (sighs) he very clearly anticipated a certain set of questions because he they, they told us a very sad story about a woman who was murdered by her abusive husband at the courthouse. And he's like, why do you think she was seeking a divorce when she didn't have anything on the side? Like, why was she, why was she seeking a divorce? They had three kids. Like, what was the deal? 
And he's like, start start asking questions. And because I'm a smart ass, I, I call out, did you seek a divorce because you place a high value on your own independence? Yeah. <laughs> and he immediately, like, he doesn't even let the dowsing rods move. He just goes, no. And I'm like, oh, we're going to do that. Okay, so you're not going to let me ask my made-up questions of the made-up thing that's not here. That's fine. And then other people were, like, calling out, like, did you have a boyfriend? No. Was he cheating on you? Yes, but that's not why. And it's like, eh, the dowsing rods didn't say that's not why. The dowsing rods just said yes. yes. <laughs> but okay. And then like it came out like he killed one of their children, which is very sad. It's a very sad yeah. story. And then they're telling it and they're like, her ghost hangs out around here and his ghost hangs out in the courthouse. He's there now. So we're all like, all right. And we like turn around, and look at the window. And like there was a... There was a drunken bridal party <laughs> in my ghost tour group. By all means, take ghost tours drunk. That's not a problem. Yeah. But the issue came, they go, oh my God, I see him. Except for the one who like was not fucking having it. She was, she did not give a shit and she did not care for this ghost tour. Plus the guy on it was being gross about women and he made a deaf voice joke within 12 seconds of us being there. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't like this. Well, no wonder they're like weird about their Yelp reviews. It's like, yeah, it sounds like they're just really unpleasant people in general. Anyway, my mom took a picture of the window and showed it to them and they're like, yes, there he is. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. Is it like that thing right I, there? Yeah, that I little, think so. Like, yeah, they're fluff. like, look, it's a face. And I'm like, I think that's just a dirty window. <laughs> we'll it post looks, it on the Instagram. You can decide. Say, it's kind of like if you just like press your oily face <laughs> against the window <laughs> and then sure throw a flower like. on it. <laughs> <laughs> 100% they have gone into that courthouse and done that. Yeah. But they're like, oh, he's still there. He's looking at us. He's so mean. And the judge we talked to earlier, he lets him out. And then at this point, we're an hour into this tour, and this is the second ghost story we've gotten. And then they go around and show us a picture, and they go, this is the Native American squaw who hangs out around here. And I'm like, but, like, who is she? Or, like, why is she a ghost? Or, like, mm-hmm. what's what's the deal there? Like, what are we... Yeah, what are we looking what at What are here? we looking at yeah. here? Why does she haunt it? Like, tell me a fucking story. Don't just, like, show me a picture of nothing. And they kept, like, bringing out tools to use and then not explaining what the tools did and seemingly doing nothing with them. They brought out something that I think they called a rum pot, don't know what it is, made some beepy noises and they put it in the center of the group and then we moved on. So if you know what a rum pot is, email spoopower at gmail.com. Just sounds awful. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then like they had us do a reenactment of, they claimed was a serial killer who was more prolific than H.H. Holmes. And I'm like, let's not be crazy. Nobody was more prolific than H.H. Holmes. He didn't have to choose his victims. They self-selected by staying in his hotel at a time Mm -hmm. where nobody was fact-checking. So... Let's not, and they're like, yeah, he strangled people and he killed like one woman and got caught immediately. So I'm like, I don't think he's a real serious, whatever. So we reenacted that. It was a bad ghost tour. (sighs) But if you're ready for some good ghost stories. I saw a play at my school yesterday, just the final dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about my butt earlier, I remembered that this play, it's called For the Love of Three Oranges. If you Google For the Love of Three Oranges, it'll give you the opera from 1921. This is a play version of the opera, and it was fucking hilarious. But there's a demon who is summoned by a wizard, and when the wizard asks, you know, can you please show me, like, where the prince and his his clown are, the demon's like, yeah, you know, I'll show you right now, and bends over. And so she has her butt just like up in the air, like bent over kind of seductively. And 
the wizard's like, ah, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm sorry that my butt just like is all knowing. You have to look at my butt. It'll show you. And the rest of the play is this demon whose magical powers not only allow her clairvoyance in her ass, yeah. but she can also travel with her farts and she can like make people, you know, move very quickly and she just is flatulent. And is that your new Halloween that's costume? That's my new Halloween costume. I am now that <laughs> Slash demon. Persona in persona general. Persona in general. All my coworkers I went to this preview with were like, that's is this just you? Sasha. Like, <laughs> this, Sasha might as well just be on the stage. They stole your life. But yeah, I was just thinking about that with the flatulence. But let's talk about real good ghost stories. So this is our Halloween episode. Hopefully you don't think it's like super boring and lame, but we're going to exchange spooky stories. So we did this last year. I don't think it was for Halloween, but we just did like a spooky story hour. Yeah, we do it every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while we just did. Because it's fun for us to read Mm -hmm. each other spooky stories. Because it's like that campfire, like the flashlight's under my face and I'm going to do some spooky Mm -hmm. shit. So we have a collection of spooky stories and we're going to take turns reading them to each other and to you. Yeah. So, and part of this episode idea came from just Twitter. Yes, <laughs> I was Twitter. looking. Uh, I follow AV Club on Twitter, and this week they're doing you know some like kind of haunted, tangentially related stuff. Mm-hmm. This article by Randall Colburn about basically spooky stories on Reddit mm-hmm. um, caught my eye, and I sent it to you as well. Yeah. And the whole thing is about, like, well, I think the opening is great, where he says, I've never seen a ghost, I don't want to see a ghost, but that doesn't stop me from asking everyone I meet if they've seen a ghost. And at that point in the article, I messaged Sasha back, and I'm like, why didn't you tell me you wrote this article for the AV Club? Right. But for him, he's not a skeptic. He just, like, he enjoys the entertainment aspect yeah. of it. and it's he, me. Yeah, it's me. And <laughs> actually... I spent a lot of time yesterday reading like the plot summary for Midsommar <laughs> and for Hereditary. I'm the pretty thing in the house or that that's in the house. And then there was another one, The Black Coat's Daughter, which used to be called February. And it has Kiernan Shipka and Emma Roberts oh. and like a bunch of these other actors and actresses. But it's like all of them are scary. <laughs> and I just like fell down a rabbit hole <laughs> on the internet reading horror movie subplots. See, I get the important ones because my Jack does like horror movies. Mm-hmm. And he knows at this point in our relationship not to take me to see them. Because I'll probably agree to go because I like spending time with him, but then it will ruin me. A lot of them are on Netflix. See the time I saw It Follows, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was rough. And I didn't. one time we were walking down the street in D.C. and somebody got a little too close to us. And I was like, <gasps> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made fun of me for forever. But anyway, he gave me the play-by-play of Midsummer. And anyway, the actor who plays Cheedy is apparently typecast always as a man ruthlessly dedicated to his... PhD thesis. Yeah, except that Chidi is actually kind of sweet and endearing, and he plays yes. not a good person yeah, in Midsommar. None of the men in Midsommar are great. Spoilers yeah. for Midsommar. They yeah. all suck. Um, and spoilers for 2019. Yeah, and also I I had this discussion the other day with some co-workers about, is Midsommar even really a horror movie? It's That's just, what Jack was talking yeah, about, actually. Yeah, and so... Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> you should maybe check out these, well, maybe not you, but generally, if you like scary movies, it the pretty thing that lives in the house or in the walls or whatever sounded like pretty interesting. I can't remember the name of the actor, or not the actor, the director, but he's the son of Anthony Perkins. 
Oh. Um, and he makes horror Anthony films. Perkins famously being the innkeeper in Psycho, spoilers for Psycho, the one who turns out to dress up as his mom and kill people. Yeah. Norman Bates. Yes. Yeah. So horror runs in that family. Yep. So I read all the plot synopsis to every single one of his movies. Cause I, I mean, why would you? I hate myself. Yeah. I will send them to you tomorrow when it's oh. light, when it's light out. Oh, I'm 100% not going to have a chance to look at my phone until it's dark out. Tomorrow <laughs> is our Halloween party. Yes. So I'm going to be cooking. Anyway. So he, this author of this article on AV club talks about the subreddit ghost stories mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of other subreddits like no sleep and creepypasta which we've talked about mm-hmm. but the disclaimer for subreddit ghost stories is that it claims this is a subreddit strictly for posting real paranormal experiences not fictional stories that you've created so obviously that doesn't mean anything because a lot of ghost stories are just made up yeah best stories are the ones not that are well written but usually the ones that are just like this happened, and then this happened, and this happened. And they're not very, they're not really embellished or anything. It's just mostly like... a lot like, of misspellings. A lot of misspelling. You're a lot not, of misplaced apostrophes in the word it's. It's not elaborate. It's, you know, it doesn't have like a really clear narrative. It's just, you know, nothing's bringing you com- comfort. You know, like this, you're like, oh, I saw my grandfather's ghost or something like that. The, the way you tell a story around a campfire. Yeah, it's basically, you can't explain what you saw. You're just reporting yeah. that something happened. Yeah. And... You know, they're, they're, they're on board if you've, like, misspelled everything. And so I was actually thinking about that go- one of the ghost stories that my mom told me that she experienced when she was younger and how her seeing Will of the Wisps and, like, thinking that she saw a ghost while she was on this island in the middle of the night wasn't what scared me. It was more that my mother in elementary school was allowed to be taken <laughs> off the island by her older cousin, that they missed the ferry, so a random fisherman just took them along. The next morning, they stayed with a woman who owned a restaurant overnight, and she didn't cook for them. She let them just use their kitchen. And I'm like, it's not the ghost part that scares me. It's all these Literally, things Literally, everyone up till that point could be a serial killer. My mother, at such a young age, sensed no danger. This <laughs> is why... what there scares were, me about those that story. This is why there were, like, 18,000 serial killers in, like, the 70s. And it's because everybody alive then was like, I don't need to worry. This seems fine. Well, do, do, do. It's more of, like, the mundane or just, like, the inexplainable that, yeah. like, is what's scary. The, the writer calls it ephemeral dread. Oh, so, yeah. And he cites Ari Aster, who did direct Hereditary and oh, Midsommar, yeah, yeah. and Oz Perkins, who directed The Black Coat's Daughter and I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which are the Sasha's movies that movies. I'm like, ah! <laughs> or even, like... If you've seen The Shining or read The Shining, the blowjob scene with the guy in the dog oh, the, costume, yeah. where you're just like, the fuck did I just what see? Is like, there's no explanation. There's like no context for it unless you've read the book. I would or, just like to take a moment. Yeah. Can I pitch a movie show that's just you sitting down and reviewing movies that you have not watched, but you've read the Wikipedia for, <laughs> I would and then giving them like to. four out of five stars. This I was would, pretty scary. That's good Patreon content. <laughs> Anything Welcome that to Sasha's movies. David movies Lynch. I haven't seen. Yeah, anything that David Lynch has directed, which... But what I really enjoyed, though, was the story about Morrow Road that the author included of his own experience. Mm-hmm. So I read about Morrow Road on the internet. I was in high school, and my friends and I drove from the suburbs of Detroit to Algonac. There's a bridge there, and they said if you stop your car on it, turn off the ignition, and honk the horn three times, you'll see a ghost. A woman approaching their car in a light blue nightgown, her hands covered in blood. 
Some say she'll ask after her lost baby. Some say you can hear the baby crying. Sometimes your car won't start. Sometimes glowing orbs descend from the tree and follow you home. But we couldn't find Morrow Road. Driving through the dim, abandoned streets of the town, we saw a woman standing in a phone booth in the parking lot of a gas station. We pulled up, asked her where Morrow Road was. She didn't know. Never heard of it. There she... hasn't been a Morrow Road here in 4,000 years. <laughs> she needed a ride, though, and we gave her one. As we drove away, we noticed the phone booth had no phone in it. Lacking Google Maps in this pre-smartphone age, we started driving home. That's when the girl began driving, uh, giving us directions. But we thought you never heard of Morrow Road, we said. She shook her head, calm. My best friend lived on Morrow Road, she said. We used to ride our bikes here. We drove on, slowly approaching the bridge. We sat there, idling in silence. We put the car in park. You have to turn it off, she told him. You have to turn the car off. We turned off the car. When I hit that point in the story when I read it, I was like... This is going to go very badly for him. This is going to be the point where he reveals, this isn't a real thing that happened to me. This is a spooky story I'm making up to show you how effective it is. But he never did that. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> we rolled down the windows and we honked. Once. Twice. Three times. The blare echoed through the air. We waited for the cries. For the bloody hands. For orbs. Instead, we heard something else. Very distant. The sounds of shouting, chanting, laughing. Dun, dun, dun. We started the car. Pebbles flew under the tires. We burned down Morrow Road, our headlights bouncing. And on our left, in a spacious clearing, was a giant bonfire at least 30 feet high. We slowed. We looked. A dozen or so kids, roughly our age, were dancing around the fire, stripped down to their underwear. So that's the story. Ugh. And so you can tell there's, like, these moments where you're just, like, it's not so much the ghost part that's scary. It's, no. like, everything else that's happening around you that's scary. Because it has all the components of a good ghost story. You have a mysterious woman who was doing something odd that you can't explain. In this case, the girl who gets in the car and says she never heard of Morrow Road, who was standing in a phone booth with a phone that wasn't connected. Yeah. There was no phone. There, there was, was no, no phone. phone. Yeah. And she was just standing in there. Okay. And then the... Uh, I don't know about Morrow Road. I don't know about Morrow Road. Oh, here it is. You have to turn your car off. Yeah, just like, oh, you know, let me direct you there. And yeah, and so as it turns out, like the author says they've been tempted to embellish the story. They yeah. just like gave you the facts. But really, that was all that would it it was. They drove the girl home. She lived with her parents. She had done coke at a party, and that's why she was kind that's of scattered. That's weird. <laughs> and then the kids in the woods were probably just like a bunch of drunk teenagers, because when you live in Michigan... You just go and have a bonfire in the woods with your friends. And then like, you're like, let's dance in our undies. It'll be funny. Yeah. I mean, one... I get it. My, I've been to parties. Your parents telling you when you're scared at, in the middle of the night about the creaking and all the weird sounds in the house. It's just yeah. the house settling. But your what house if it isn't? changes, you know, the house changes temperature and the materials flex along with it. Yeah. But what if it's not? Or what if you feel something touch you in the middle of the night, yeah. and it's probably just a sweater or a weird part of your blanket, but you never want to sleep on that side of the bed ever again? Okay, yeah. I have two stories. Yeah. One real quick one. My mm -hmm. mom once fell asleep on her arm, and I think she's, when she told me this, she said she was like a teenager or a kid or something. She fell asleep on her arm to the point where it fell asleep, yeah. but she was asleep and didn't realize it, and so she rolled over in her sleep, but because she had lost a <gasps> feeling in her arm, when it hit her, it felt like a stranger's arm, oh, so no. she woke up terrified. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Yeah. It was a bad one. And then I just had a recovered memory of a pre-GPS time where I was driving my mom's minivan to a friend's New Year's Eve party. And she lived, like, out in the boonies. I don't remember exactly where, but, like, at the time, it's like like a 50-minute drive Mm -hmm. from here. So, like, she had to get special permission to keep going to our high school. And we were driving, and I had our mysterious third roommate and another friend in the car... And this was in the days before, like, having a GPS in your car was very widespread. It was when you're still printing out directions, directions from, from MapQuest. Ma- which is exactly what I had. And the directions from MapQuest said, you know, you're going to drive 12 miles and then you're going to turn right on whatever the fuck road. Mm. Well, all I knew was that whatever the fuck road was off of a road that is very well known for drag racing and people getting into a ton of accidents because they just drive way too fast there. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving, we're driving, and I'm like, 12 miles, that's, you know, that's going to feel like a long way. And we drive, and we drive, and we don't see it, we don't see it. We hit the point where I'm like, we're probably around the 12-mile mark. Nothing, 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 nothing. And then we come to a dead end. And the only thing at this dead end is an old church, which is completely dark, because at this point it's probably, I don't know, 9.30 on New Year's Eve. And there's no one around. There's no, like, street lights. It's just this church. So we pull into the parking lot, and we lock the van doors and we turn on the overhead light and we're frantically consulting the map quest directions as if we're suddenly going to get more information from them now that we're looking at them in different light and we're like no it says 12 miles then you turn right it doesn't say anything about a dead end it doesn't say anything about that we're trying to like look at the tiny little black and white map printed at the bottom so finally we're like we'll just turn around and then we'll try and find it and we turned around and we drove for a bit and eventually we found someone had hit the sign (gasps) and knocked it over so we didn't see see that the street sign was labeled because the sign had been knocked over Ah. in any way that kind of like creepy feeling of being in that church when it is after dark and there's nobody around and it's three teenagers who are all like 16 17 it was bad yeah and so a related article from AV Club is why are creepy pastas so creepy? And there was a study done by by Vengage reporter Sarah McGuire that really the biggest things that make creepy pasta creepy, and it usually applies to short stories and fiction in general, is that there's really you want to either include creepy imagery or first-person narration, right? Mm-hmm. That this is something that happened to you. You want to make the story personal and memorable and leave readers wanting answers Mm -hmm. and a lot of these stories on our ghost stories are just like here's what happened i can't explain what happened but this is just the events that follow Mm -hmm. and so that makes people actually scared these stories are all probably made up i mean they are made up but um (laughs) but you give them just enough information to plant the seed that it just stays there and you wonder but what if yeah but what if this is the one that's Mm -hmm. true I when you lived in Sterling, Sterling. I that left drive your, blew. Yeah, that drive blew. But I live. I left your house at night, and I was leaving the parking lot about to turn onto the main road, and a giant animal ran across my headlights, and it looked. I I'm still not sure what it was. It might have been like a medium sized deer that was hairier. Or a large coyote. <laughs> I maybe just had a recovered memory. Or a dog or something, but it did not look normal. Like, it didn't look, n- like, shaped like a normal animal because only my headlights were bouncing off certain parts of its fur, and it moved very quickly and looked at me and had, like, bright red eyes. Be- and I was just like, ah! <laughs> that was 
so it's funny you should say that because I just had a recovered memory. It was my first night living in that apartment. Mm-hmm. And I had just moved in. I had just gotten the cat and I had filled up her litter box, but I didn't have enough litter to do so. And so I was like, oh, I got to I got to get litter for this cat because I don't know how often you're supposed to change litter. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the grocery store, even though it's like nine o'clock at night and it's dark and scary. I'm going to go and get litter for this new cat who is now Zelda the pod cat. Very cutely curled up between us. Mm-hmm. And those woods. So when you turned out of the parking lot, there was just this mm-hmm. wall of woods. And I swear to God, there were red eyes looking at me out of those woods, and they were too high up to be a deer. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I remember you telling me this. And I jokingly thought to myself, it's a chupacabra, because that's yeah. always the person that I have been. Yeah. And anyway, I, I must have buried that memory after until I mentioned <laughs> until this. you mentioned it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I think I saw that thing. Anyway, do you yeah. want to hear ghost yeah, stories? Yeah, please tell me some other ghost stories. Because right. I also just remember this unsettling thing. We have a security camera in oh, our no. front of the house, and it kept going off today. And I figured, I okay, it's it just did. Jack, and it's our friend who's visiting from out of town. Like, they're just going in and out. Mm-hmm. So I opened the notification, and there was an old man at our door knocking on the outside of our screen door and then opening our storm door and then knocking on the main door and then using our door knocker and knocking. And saying, who stole my golden eye? I was like, that's a lot of knocking. And then he looked like he was listening intently and then immediately like turned on his heel and then walked. But his walk wasn't normal. It was like a hobble. Oh, And I was like, that was creepy because it was also cut between two videos. And so I didn't have like what was in the middle. It just like jumped from one video to another video. That's because halfway through he turned into a crow. Right. And so I was like, the fuck is happening <laughs> and so i went home today and tried to open the storm door and the storm door was locked and i was like fuck i need to get inside <laughs> like don't you can't unlock the storm door from the outside it's right. locked from the inside and so i managed to like get over our fence and then go through the back door and jack found me in the backyard stacking firewood and I was like, yeah, the storm door was locked. And he was like, yeah, like some guy came to our house and was like aggressively knocking and was like, I'm here to meet with the young lady who I called earlier. And he was like, oh, this might be Sasha. She was talking about like some roofers. And he said like, oh, are you with the, like the roofing company? And he goes, no, I'm supposed to, I was talking about renting this place. And he was like, we're not renting. He goes, but it's this ad. Jack was like, no, okay, yeah, it's the same numbers, but we're B drive he's like are you sure this is the right address he's like jack is like adamantly like no and then he pulls not. out his machete and says and it's he's the like right oh, okay and so i was glad that jack was able to fill me in on this because while i was at work i was like who the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so tell me some ghost stories that don't have anything to do with me anyway that man 100 percent was a murderer so and that's why we lock our storm door and that's why you always lock your storm doors anyway this is going to be an alcatraz ghost story i picked yes. this one because Obviously, I was in San Francisco on our whale watching tour, which was fucking rad. I want to go. We went past Alcatraz Island. We didn't do a tour because I did one when I was little. And so I was like, eh, not a priority. But anyway, this is courtesy of amyscrypt.com, Mental Floss, and a little bit of me just having fun writing stuff. Woohoo! Long before it became an infamous prison, Alcatraz Island was known as Evil Island to the Native <laughs> Americans in the Bay Area. Evil. Very subtle. They told stories of the evil spirits roaming the island and avoided it as a general rule. But then white people rolled up and were like, this seems like a great place to put something. (sighs) White people. So in the late 1800s, thanks to some construction, Alcatraz Island became home to a military fort and prison. Because when you have a weird forbidding rock island in the middle of a bay, you're going to put a military fort and prison on it. Of course. Of course. 
During the Civil War, it served as storage for firearms and was also a POW camp, which seems impractical given where the Civil War was primarily taking place, but okay. I'm not going to fact check you, amyscrypt.com. In 1933, Alcatraz became a federal prison with the intent of housing the worst criminals inside its ominous walls. So they were like, the worst of the worst, send them to Alcatraz. It's in the middle of a fucking bay. We're taking them out of society. No more society for you, terrible criminals. No. No. And then in 1934, the first batch of those terrible criminals arrived, and they had all earned reputations as being dangerous or extra violent because they'd all been in prison already, and they were deemed, like, even by 1930s shitty prison standards, they were deemed, like, these people cannot be in prison with other people. Oh, They Lord. need to be taken away and put on a fucking island. So Evil. Evil island. So these prisoners did have some communication with the outside world. So soon Alcatraz got a reputation for being a particularly horrible prison. Again, even by regular 1930s prison standards. Think of how terrible our jails are now, 89 years later. Now think about how bad they must have been in 1930. Now imagine a worse place, and that's Alcatraz. Appalling treatment from guards, including torture and starvation, was rampant. And the prisoners would be violent amongst themselves, and there were a bunch of murders, a bunch of suicides. Whole fucking thing. Oh, Lord. Though its doors would only be open for 29 years, Alcatraz earned a reputation of being haunted AF. But with legends telling tales of prisoners who attempted to escape the island by any means necessary, what sort of ghosts would deign to stick around? Hmm. The best story that is also scary or whatever goes something like this. In the 1940s, an unruly prisoner was sentenced to solitary confinement in (coughs) D-Block. He had a very phlegmy voice and had to cough. (coughs) Him. Known as The Hole, the cell he was placed in was cold and completely dark. The prisoner was truly isolated in the hole, and this, the guards felt, was a fitting punishment for being rowdy and not following instructions. But the man didn't calm down anymore once he was in the hole. I know that's shocking. Usually people are so chill about solitary confinement. Just kidding! Cruel and unusual punishment, motherfuckers! No, I was just thinking, we we just read the 57 bus in my English oh. 11, and there's a lot about like prison reform, especially about the juvenile justice system in that yeah. book, and a lot of my students are researching prison reform, particularly for juvenile um, uh, offenders, and yeah, shit's fucked. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked. Anyway, the man summoned the guards after a short time, acting erratically and insisting that there was an evil creature in its cell. It has red glowing eyes, he said. I think it wants to hurt me. Oh, God. Being cartoony 1940s villains, the guards (laughs) laughed at the prisoner, telling him he was nuts and to stop being a big baby, and then they left him to the hole. For hours, the man continued to scream. The creature is attacking me, he cried. Someone please help. But still the guards dismissed him, ignoring his shrieks and joking amongst themselves that he must be nuts. Must be gone completely crazy. No sanity left in this guy, am I right, ladies? Bonkers bananas. That's exactly what they called him, is bonkers bananas. Bonkers bananas. This is bonkers bananas, they said. Now pass me some moonshine. The screaming continued all night before suddenly stopping right around dawn. When the guards came to remove the prisoner from the hole, they found him dead with strange markings around his neck. The coroner determined that the cause of death had been strangulation, but the extent of the wounds indicated that they could not be self-inflicted. 
Dun, 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 dun. Dun. To this day, the hole, cell 14D, is considered to be one of the most haunted sites in all of Alcatraz. Visitors report feeling cold, unsettled, having vertigo, and being dizzy upon entry. Some have even seen mysteriously glowing red eyes and figures made of black mist within 14D. (laughs) Can I read one about having sex with a ghost? Yes. Okay. We've been over this before. All right, so this was one that I went to the subreddit Ghost Stories. Classic. Because I ain't afraid of no ghost. Except you Except are. I am. That's like um, one of the quintessential things about you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my favorite thing to do in subreddits is to sort them by the top posts of all time. Not Ooh. just of like this week or of the month, but just... And there are some really fucked up photos at the top. And then the oh. first like actual written story, the title is... So I tried to fuck a ghost. Don't do that. We here at Spoop Hour do not condone or promote exploring your sexuality with ghosts. In general, we're all about exploring your sexuality in a safe and healthy manner that encourages consent from all parties and practicing of safe sex. But But ghosts are not the move. Ghosts (laughs) are not the thing to do, you guys. Just get a sex toy like a normal person. So, first, a little backstory. My girlfriend had just dumped me, and naturally I was feeling rather upset. Did she dump you because you wanted to fuck a ghost? First question. Unclear. (laughs) I rewatched both Legally Blonde movies and ate approximately two tubs of icing. Not ice cream. Icing. I respect that. (laughs) But I was still down. One night at around 11, I heard my dog barking out the window. I came into the living room and looked out with him only to see nothing. There was nothing outside, no cars, no animals, nor people. I'm sorry. I know this story is going to end up with attempted ghost sex, but I'm assuming the ghost he's going to try to have sex with is the one his dog is barking at? Isn't the rule if your pet doesn't like the person, you don't bone them? Just, we'll see. Okay. If it's a one-night stand, I mean, when are they ever going to... I mean, yeah, it's always... You think it's going to be a one-night stand, but then it's weird, and they are weird, and the ghost keeps popping up, and you're like, oh, Oh. I've been Ouija-ing other people, and then they're weird, and you're weird, and it's just awkward. Awkward. But he seemed more distressed than usual. His fur was standing straight up, and his bark turned more into a whine. Then, completely unprompted, he started jumping and turning his head to look out the window at a more extreme angle. He was clearly following something, and after a few seconds of turning, he jumped up and sprinted towards the back door. Mind you, our back door is made entirely out of glass, and he ran up to it and started aggressively barking at it and jumping on his hind legs. I've had this door, uh, sorry, I've had this dog for three years, and I knew that this is how he barks when the mailman or any other person he doesn't know walks by. I think I'm justified in saying I was kind of unsettled by this, especially when he began running rapidly between the two windows. Dogs don't randomly start barking if there isn't something they feel threatened by. By this point, my mom had come out of her room to see what was going on, and we looked out the front window. After a few minutes of looking, we see the motion-activated lights go on. Now my first response is, fuck, there's someone trying to get in the house. So I start locking all the doors and windows while my mom checks the security cameras. They weren't already locked? I don't know. If you don't live in a place you feel... Everywhere uh, is a place that crime can happen. Yeah. Some people don't have the same sense of security you and I do. I guess. Same sense of insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Insecurity. (laughs) They should. So my mom checks the security cameras, but nothing. There was nobody at our house. No animals, no people, no intruders, or at least none that the cameras picked up. 
My mom and I, being spiritual people, immediately assumed it was a ghost. Sure. She is unsettled by this and starts to go grab the holy water, because of course she has holy water. Obviously. But I tell her not to worry, that it was probably a bat or something that flew above the cameras. I don't know much about ghosts, but at this point, my weird mix of sadness and sexual frustration had me wanting to let whatever was outside into our house. I always wanted a haunted house story, and I heard stories of people having sex with ghosts, so I figured I'd give that a try. This story took a turn. It's like, I was scared, but also I was horny. (laughs) There's a Bill Hader gif from some SNL sketch that's just him saying, well, Mark Me Down is scared and horny, (laughs) and this story is that gif. I admit I probably looked batshit crazy yelling into the night something along the lines of, Come in, guys! It's warm in here! We won't kick you out! Also, your mom is in the house, and your mom is sprinkling holy water around. Respect your respect mom! Respect your mom! That's probably why your girlfriend dumped you. I mean, honestly, because your mom you is in the house, and she's got holy water. You don't respect your mother. Yeah, and she saw that, and was like, fuck, and you, I bet you treated waiters like shit. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. But long story short, I now felt I had a ghost in my house. The first oh, in hint... in your house, all right. Oh. That whatever was outside had come inside was my dog. Immediately after that night, he got fidgety and restless and began barking a lot more than usual. The second hint was my door. One night I was resting. It was about two in the morning. I had just finished work. I'm in bed trying to fall asleep when my door violently flinged open. Mind you, all the windows of my room were closed and a draft would not have gotten it to open with such intensity. The sound of the door hitting my wall was so loud that it woke up my dad, who promptly asked, What the fuck is going on? Both of his parents are in the house and he's trying to fuck a ghost. I didn't know how to answer him. I wasn't the one who opened the door. The next morning, he asked me about it, and I told him that I must have been sleepwalking or something. This continued every single day for about two weeks. I knew enough was enough when the hinges on my door began to come apart, causing it to tilt and drag on my floor, scratching it. The door's like, swiggity swooty. Come in for that booty. Booty. <laughs> Booty. This pissed off my parents even more, and I, I too, was getting annoyed by being woken up in the middle of the, every night. This is why we don't invite the ghosts in our This house. is why we don't invite the ghosts over to Bone. We so, don't Netflix and chill with ghosts in this house. So I, like any sensible human being, decided to make the best out of a shitty situation. I was going to fuck the ghost. Oh my god. <laughs> For... Who wrote this? Like, I don't mean to be gender biased, but what 17-year-old idiot teenage boy wrote this? User Arrow Terry. Okay. Terry, love yourself. Firstly, I felt that it was rude to fuck somebody I did not know, so I gave the energy a name. Jesus. Karen. Karen? You gave the energy the middle-aged white lady who would like to speak with your manager's name? I tried talking to Taryn... Taryn. Karen. Taryn would have been better, frankly. Tried talking to Karen through my tarot cards, and then through my pendulum, and then through mirror scrying. Those conversations didn't go anywhere, so I decided to do it the old-fashioned way. Just put the scrying mirror over your dick or genitalia? I guess so. Yeah, we're assuming that this is a boy. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's me generalizing about men. But, like, how is this your... If you're obviously a spiritual enough person to have all of these things on hand, why is your solution to fuck the ghost? Like, I'm a fuck the ghost. Like, come on, guys. Fuck that ghost. I'm a fuck that ghost. (laughs) That would be a very different episode of, like, Ghost Hunters International. (laughs) I'm a fuck that ghost. I just remember yesterday in the play, one of the characters was, like, hypochondriac sick or Hit whatever me. and the the clown was like rummaging through the trunk in the prince's bedroom looking for things to cure him and he she threw a whole like deck of tarot cards at the prince and went tarot cards 
and then start doing CPR. Yep, like, classic. Yep, classic. Perfect. That's how you save them. Yeah, and then she fucked the ghost. And then she, yeah. Yep. Those conversations didn't go anywhere, so I decided to do it the old-fashioned way. That night, like every night, I heard my door slam open. Immediately, I took off all my clothes and removed my cover. <laughs> Did I... If this was your sexual move, I think I understand why your girlfriend broke up with you. Did I look crazy? Yes. Did I care? No, not really. For a bit of context, I take sleeping pills regularly to help me fall asleep, and at this point, they had just started kicking in. My words were slightly slurred, but I turned to the doorway, running my hand along my torso. I told whatever was staying there, Hey, Karen. Wanna, like, fuck? Because I'm down if you're down. The door just stayed open, so I continued. <laughs> Meanwhile, the ghost is like, the fuck did you just call me? What is uh, happening here? Uh, come on, Karen. It must be lonely out there, being a spirit and all. Don't be scared. I won't hurt you. <laughs> oh I hate this, but also I love this. And also, this is going to be what we dress up as for the World Oddities Expo. Yeah, for real. We're just going to wrap you in a sheet, and then I'm just going to be a ghost being like, look at the time, I gotta go. <laughs> I watched the door intently, and for the first time ever, it began to creep close. <laughs> I'm just going to close this on my it way continued. out. You're clearly busy. And eventually shut. I was terrified, but also let down. If you think being rejected by a human is hard, imagine being rejected by a ghost. Like, damn. Again, I think I know why your girlfriend broke up with you, and it's because your sexy time move is to, like, present your naked body and, and be like... stroke your torso. Hey, eh? eh, you want to, eh? like... No. Fuck? No, I don't. <laughs> I just got home from work. I want to eat some mac and cheese and go to bed. <laughs> Karen never opened my door again. I don't blame Karen. The top comment... Yo, how horny are you, man? <laughs> Second comment. The fuck did I just read? <laughs> this is where you need one of those memes where it's like somebody looking at it and then just looking up like the from the Kate Beaton comic with Gral and Poe. Or no, the Ginger Hayes comic yeah. with Ed Gral and Poe where he looks at the letter and then he looks up with his eyes all squinty. That's how I feel. Oh, man. Tinder is for the weak. Just try to have sex with a ghost instead. Jesus. <laughs> So. Uh, what would the ghost dating app be called? Okay, boopid. Ah, yes. Boogle. Okay, boo. Yeah. Coffee meets boogle. <laughs> Most of them are just boo buns. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to hear the next story I have, which puts a certain appendage into perspective? Yes. I didn't intend for it to, but then you told me that story. Yes. So, uh. This is from Mental Floss. This is a ghost story from West Virginia. Ooh. A hermit and his dogs lived in a cabin deep in the woods of West Virginia. Wild and wonderful. <laughs> Charlestown <laughs> races and slots. <laughs> Charlestown races Take and me slots. Home. Please sponsor Country our podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine if Charlestown races and slots actually sponsored us? <laughs> We'd be like, and then the bodies weren't found for 12 days. But you know what can be found is a great time at Charlestown Races I mean, and Slots. If they would invite us to do a monthly live show there, it's oh my not God. that far. It's really it's not. only like an hour. If any of you know the marketing people at Charlestown Races and Slots, we have a slam dunk idea. Anyway, one cold, dark winter's night as the man and his dogs were getting ready for bed, a terrible creature crawled into the cabin. Mm-mm. It was the Talipo. Talipo? I don't fucking know. Talipo. It was Karen. Say. It was Karen. <laughs> and she was horny. No, it was the Talipo. A strange cat-like creature with sharp teeth, long claws, and a thick pink tail that is hairless like a rat's. 
Though maybe after that last story, it's not a tale. There was one time at JMU that I saw a... <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I saw a squirrel that didn't have a had fur on its tail. It was the saddest looking thing. And I know it was a squirrel and not a rat. And you know it wasn't a It taily wasn't po? a taily poke. Are you sure? I'm... Well, now I'm not sure. See? But also it might be a penis. <laughs> but also it might be a dick. Anyway, desperate to protect himself and his dogs, the man grabbed a hatchet and lunged towards the disgusting creature, managing to lop off its tail before it ran away. Penis. But the man was not relieved to be alive just yet. No, instead, he was overtaken with hunger. You see, the man and his dog had not eaten for several days, and this meat could not be passed up. He cooked the tail into a stew and feasted upon it. Sated, he then went to bed. Again, the Couldn't be a penis. tail. Something strange happened the next night, though. The creature returned, calling out in an eerie, inhuman voice, Taily-po, Taily-po, where is my Taily-po? I just realized that my eerie, inhuman voice is like a little old lady's voice. Gotcha. I'm not great at voices, guys. <laughs> but also, is it... Tail, a taily po. I know, right? Taily po. Tail. Tail e po. No. Penis. Penis. <laughs> the man sent his dogs after the creature, but they did not return. Ill at ease, the man tried to fall asleep, eventually sinking into a restless and troubled slumber just before dawn. When suddenly he was awakened, the creature with its fearsome red eyes was staring at him from the edge of the bed. The man opened his mouth to scream, but the creature was already upon him, ripping him to shreds. To this day, hikers report on some nights they hear a strange voice on the wind. Taily po, taily po, I got my taily po. Oh, God. The end. <laughs> That's not how Mental Floss wrote it. I saw it and I was like, well, I have to write this in my voice because this is fucking great. I'm still appreciating the stickers that I got you, and I, I know, particularly right? love this Au revoir, Au revoir motherfucker. motherfucker. It's my favorite murder has some really great catchphrases. They really do. Also, fucking hooray. Fucking hooray, yeah. That's yeah. A, After I saw these, I was like, I mean, maybe do I, I need to listen to Maybe I need to listen to this podcast. It is fun. Yeah. Um, anyway. That was Taily Po. Taily Po. Taily Po. Tail Po. Tadpole. There we go. That was what? what? What in the word association? What are you doing over there? I don't know. Oh my god, you guys, we gotta get some dinner in us. Yeah, and also is that I a taily po? I'm gonna cut it off and make it. I fucking need to stew. go read more Wikipedia pages <laughs> about scary movies. Sasha needs to not sleep anymore. Thank you for joining us on our spooky story exchange for Halloween. Did we ever officially announce what we're doing for next week for our 100th episode? We didn't. Shall we? Yes, let's. Yes. We're going to the World Oddities Expo. It's going to be held, when you're listening to this, it's going to be held this weekend in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go up. We are staying in the official hotel of the World Oddities Expo, which is a notoriously haunted hotel by the name of the Lord Baltimore Hotel. I have invested in some dowsing rods that we are going to get to play with. I'm going to encourage Sasha to bring her historic Ouija board. Yes. And we're going to have a great time trying to scare up some ghosts and just checking out the weird shit at the World Oddities Expo. I told some people at our party last week, because I have the Ouija board like up on my Halloween tableau, and I was... 
was telling them, like, oh, I'm going to the World Oddities Expo with Courtney. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Ouija board with me because we're staying in this, like, super fucking haunted hotel. And everyone was like, oh, great. And I was like, yay! How else are you going to know the hotel is haunted if you don't bring tools to figure it out? Right. We won't know if we don't try. Also, I'm just going to say this right now. If you fuck that ghost, I'm going to be so fucking mad. Also, hang a sock on the door because we are sharing a room. I mean, I'm getting married... I would rather not. <laughs> Engaged ain't married. <laughs> what a terrible thing to use that excuse thing. on. It's like, uh. Uh, I think cheating with a ghost is still cheating. <laughs> That's a conversation you need to have with your significant other. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't want to have sex with no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost, but I ain't. I ain't boning no ghost. I ain't boning no ghost. We're listening to Spoop Hour on this wild and crazy, wild and wonderful West Virginia episode. We had fun telling each other stories. I certainly did. Happy almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween. Have a safe, fun, and happy Halloween. If you had your Halloween party this past weekend, as we did, go ahead and send us some pictures of you in costumes. Costumes. costumes we'll post costumes. one on our Twitter and Instagram of us in our costumes. Mm. Um, mine needs to be finished, which is what I'm going to be doing when we're done recording here. I don't have one yet. Oh, no. I thought you had decided. I haven't had time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I had to put, I had to shelve Baba Yaga because I was like, I don't have the time to dedicate to making a chicken-legged hut for my grades are, to wear. Grades are due. College essays were due. College recommendations are due. Extended essays for the IB diploma candidates are due. I haven't had. <laughs> I mean, for me, from September. I might just <laughs> tape everyone's essays to me tomorrow and just show up as like a disheveled teacher. There you go. For, from September 30th. Until October 19th. Mm-hmm. In total, I spent three nights in my house. That's terrifying. It was horrible. I mean, it was fine. I All the things that I did, for the most part, were fun, with the exception of, obviously, the work part. But spending time in New Orleans was nice. But, like, I am exhausted and I never want to leave my house again. Yeah. So... We're just going to see what happens. I understand this feeling completely. Anyway, thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Stay ghosty. Don't fuck any ghosts, you weirdos. Are you ready? You bet I am. Someone light the candle. Turn out the lights. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I'm just kidding. We're totally not doing this. Welcome to the Lady Dicks Podcast. Season 2. We're about to rain some seriously weird shit down on you. Pirates. Witches. And lots of bitches. More ghosts. Uh, I think they prefer to be called specters. Mummies. Lots of mummies. The wrapped in fabric kind, not the pack your lunch kind. Gangstas. Like gangs of New York. Like Al Capone. No Leo. No Leo. Ships. So many ships. Okay, so here's the deal. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasting apps, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. Seriously? Yeah, we're on Spotify. I mean, granted, I don't have Spotify, so I can't check. Well, search the Lady Dicks podcast on wherever you listen and you'll find us. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do you... I forgot the math. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Call the radio. What happens when you divide... What do you get? (laughs) Fuck. I don't know math. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I know it now. <clears throat> yeah, and or, and like, you know, then your life happens and then you don't do it because your life is happening and you're yeah. like, I don't have time for my back door to be out of commission. And that's also what Sasha said when she had the flu. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>